world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, gearing up here for a pretty pretty busy weekend, to be honest with you, um, as you know, we have the event with uh, Dr. Mike Spalding, Go Ye Therefore Conference in, in uh, Brookville, Ohio, the Dayton area. Gearing up for that. Uh, got a lot of stuff we got to get prepared before we go. That's newsletter time. I, I wrote my commentary, mowing grass, and ooh, just chasing my tail, trying to get a lot of things done. Appreciate you all being in here, in here with it because you know what? You got, you got a lot of issues to look at. We're all dealing with a lot of issues. It's a consequence of living in a fallen world. And uh, I just thank for every, thank you everyone for being in here. And thank you for uh, whatever, spreading the word. Had, had, a really, had, a good, had a good break yesterday. Spencer, if you could pull up for me, just an email sent you by itself. Nino, pull up Nino. I don't know if you guys, how many out there have heard of Nino? Anybody ever heard of Nino? David Nino Rodriguez is a former boxer, podcaster. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Well, I don't know if you notice this right at the top of it. This is just YouTube. He has 271,000 YouTube followers. That's just on YouTube. If you go to Rumble, he's got them on Rumble, just like everybody else has, right? Uh, David Rodriguez. Well, listen, I'm telling you, it's not up yet. We he we did a show together yesterday. He, he, uh, he, however, through how, our connections, whatever. Uh, I was on with Rodriguez yesterday. My goodness, was that 30 minutes of energy like you ain't even going to believe. So uh, the, the thing, the, here's what, I, I'm not bragging, okay? Please, don't take it that way. I just thank you that the Lord opens doors that new people, new people are going to hear the truth. Because look, there aren't very many people out there who are dissecting the word of God. God, it just sounds awful. I, I, I don't want to, I'm sorry the way it sounds. Dissecting and applying the word of God the way you guys are learning to do it. There, there really aren't very many people doing that. And when, when I got the chance to get on there with, uh, with uh, Nino yesterday, we talked about, we started out, we talked about uh, LeBron and what's going on with LeBron and yada, yada, yada. And folks, look, we, we got we to gotta come to a realization and understand. Wow, I wrote a commentary. I'm going to get to that here today. Um, there are there are not hardly anybody you can trust. There certainly isn't hardly any what we would call organization that we should trust. And people people often say to me, "Well, Coach Dave, uh, I'm sorry, I keep tapping my glasses; they keep sliding down." Uh, Coach Dave, uh, why are you so harsh on the body of Christ? And I say, "Well, it's very simple. That ain't the body of Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry, that isn't it." I, I, are you talking about that thing within that church where all those people gather? That place? That ain't the body of Christ. No, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I'm not, are you with me? With me? And again, a little football coach in me. Sometimes you got to tell a player you're not doing a very good job. You got to. You want to be. You want to be a. You want to play. You got to get. You got to get better, man. You got to quit doing this and doing this and doing this. And what I as I as I look across the spectrum of America, the problem is the church. That is the problem in America. It is the church. And it's happened to us for a lot of different reasons. I hear you, Michelle. Honey, you're saying the same thing over and over. I'm just telling you. Repetition is the heart of education. Repetition. And if, if I don't connect, hey, why do you suppose TV commercials run over and over and over? Uh, how about this? Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickle, onion, on the sesame seed. You remember that? Over and over and over and over and over. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Why? Because repetition matters. Repetition gets it in your head. And what I want to, what I'm trying to get into your head, our head, is whenever we see a problem in the world, we say, wow, 
That's a spiritual issue that the church could do something about. That's why I want you guys to begin to think. Some of you are already there. Betty went out again yesterday with a sign, right? So Betty says, wow, there's a problem and the church is a solution. But the church isn't doing the job. So I better wake up the church to do the job. You ever notice they fire coaches, fire football coaches? What happens when they fire football coaches? They clean the house. They get rid of the assistant coaches. They get rid of some of the bums on the team, and they start all over. Sometimes to build a program, it takes a while. We need some bums removed from church. Somebody say amen out there. Somebody say amen. Amen. That is the problem. We claim to serve the Lord, and we don't serve the Lord. By the way, Clay, great interview yesterday with Ivan. I watched that. actually watched it twice. Really, really Really good stuff. And you know what it's going to take? It's going to take bold, fearless men and Boom. women. Bold, fearless men and women. That's, that's what it's going to take. And, uh, you know, my life would be a lot easier if I just said, okay, uh, 70 years old now, I think I'll just retire and mow grass and cut weeds and hide from everybody. My life, I'm, why wouldn't I? Hey, I've done my job, right? I'm, let me pass it off to somebody and I'm, I'm going to ride off into the sunset. You ever heard of a pastor retiring? What? Retiring from the minute? How do I retire from this? How do I retire from this? What, what, what do you mean? Well, you retire from something that's not a calling. That's how you do it. <laughs> if you can retire from it, then you really weren't, court, weren't called to do it. Now, wait a minute. Oh, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to leave it right there. So uh, excited to be here with you. Got a big weekend ahead. Uh, I want to start out, if you don't mind, I'm looking at my notes. I always want to make sure I start in the same in the right place. Uh, I want to start with my commentary. Spencer, if you can pull that up there today. Mel, did Mel, did you have it? Yeah, did was I supposed to bring you in here? Go ahead, Mel. I just want to get in before you get into your, your monologue. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. This is this is an announcement for the ladies. So um, Spencer, if you can go to the events page, please. <clears throat> I just, this is a mark the calendar announcement. If you go down just a little bit where it says ladies retreat on Piedmont Lake, Michelle and I have put together um, this opportunity for ladies, primarily in Ohio. But hey, if you're coming in from other states, we'll, we'll help you get make arrangements. <laughs> but this is a beautiful summer camp on Lake Piedmont. I used to go there as a kid. I work there. My parents work there. And um, they have, you know, kids. Where's Piedmont Lake now? Where's Piedmont what? Lake? Where is Piedmont um, so you know where Barnesville is. So it's kind of oh, north of there, kind yeah, of between like not, Barnesville and Dover. Okay, so so where is that then? For people who aren't on from north eastern Ohio, no, it's Ohio? more eastern, eastern to southeastern. So, okay. but yeah, so people, um, in their mind, trying to figure out how I get there, all that stuff, right? Yeah, if you want to Google Piedmont, Ohio, that's where it is. I mean, it, okay. it's a small little place, but the lake is beautiful. And um, so they do um, kids camps during the week and then they have organizations that rent their camp on the, the weekends. And sometimes they put on events themselves. They're putting on a ladies event on Saturday, October 14th um, this year. And so I, I reached out to Michelle to see if we might want to get a group of ladies together and go to that. So um, there's a place to register there. Um, and then what I'm offering is a $10 rebate to the first 10 people that um, that register for that. So um, so, anyway, so, the people, so the people understand this is not an event that we're putting on. Uh, some women are joining with an event that's already taking place. That's exactly right. So, you know, in the future, if, if we want to put on an event there, I mean, we could look into that. But this is a ladies event that's being planned by Camp Presmont. And um, I'm just thinking that it would be fun for us to be there together. So, um, yeah. you know, mark your calendar, check it out on the website. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Thanks. Coach. Yeah, maybe it can be salt and light to some of those women there as well. Right. Right. Thank, thanks, Mel. Um, pull up my commentary. Because uh, uh, some of you have heard this, not the commentary, but you've heard it. But this is a great, uh, just bear with me for a second, okay? Right out of the box, I want to give credit to Mike Adams, the health ranger, for the inspiration of this commentary. I suggest you all take the time to watch this short video of Mike. For those of you who may not be aware, Mike has launched a new streaming network, Variety on Where. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have the honor of hosting this show, yada, yada, yada. No censoredness, no censorship on this network. Okay, here we go. Ready? Lock in. 
<clears throat> we're warning God's word that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I, folks, I suggest you share this with your friends, okay? This is a good explanation that even somebody that's been in a Presbyterian church might understand. We're got, warned in God's word that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And to be honest, most Christians do not have any idea what that truly means. For the most part, we're taught in our churches that there is the devil, the adversary, and that he actively opposes the will of God. But that's about as far as we go in our churches, right? There really is a conspiracy going on in this world, but it's not the conspiracy that the media and their acolytes would like you to believe. Psalm 2 describes them as the kings of this world and that they conspire against the Lord and his anointed. Read Psalm 2 there if you want to. There's a conspiracy, all right, and it's more than just a theory. Satan and his minions work full time to undermine the authority of Jesus in this natural world. The devil and his team have three weapons that they are masters at wielding. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Those are the weapons that he uses to deceive the world. The world consists of people. Satan does deceive the globe, the world, but the people of the world is what he uses. It's an ongoing war launched in the Garden of Eden. The war is for dominion, control of the world. The battleground is the mind. Men are the target. Human souls are the prize. Until we understand that truism, we will never understand the battlefield. Jesus is the truth, and Satan is the father of lies. You cannot serve both. That's why they call it a spiritual warfare, because it's not a war of natural means. The slogan of Satanism is, as above, so below, meaning whoever controls the spirit realm controls the world, the natural world, the one that human beings occupy. The initial battle is over the thoughts of men. That's why Jesus warned us to take captive every thought. Because all bad thinking leads to bad results. Lies bring bondage. Truth brings freedom. All behavior begins as a thought. I'm going to say that again. All behavior begins as a thought. That's why you have a conscience. God gave it to us as bumpers in the ditch. This means the means to which we bounce back on track when yielding to some crazy thought. You run into a bumper. Our conscience is our mental immune system. If Vinny was here, he would say, boom. Our conscience is our mental immune system. It protects us from the deception of the wicked one. Satan loves to destroy our conscience. He does it by lying to us planting thoughts in our mind, designed to run us into the ditches of life. If you cannot control your thoughts, you'll never control your actions. Thoughts are the fuel that propel behavior. The devil made me do it, Flip Wilson used to say. But that, even that's half-truth. The devil told you to do it, planted a thought. Dude, you're the one that did it. Jesus and his word are the off-ramp of the highway to hell. This is good, isn't it? Is this good? Holy Spirit, something. I pray you follow what you just read. Some will get it. Some will not. I did my best to explain it. The Bible talks about having the mind of Christ, which simply means that you can recognize truth from deception. You think like Jesus and are not so easily trapped by the wiles of the devil. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. One of the techniques of Satan and his minions is the casting of spells. It's a real thing. Just do a Google Internet search, and you'll find a plethora of information on the common practices of spell casting by those who are connected to the occult. The occult is real. The devil is real. Spells are real. I'm going to pause there. You guys, did, did that sink into you, folks? Spirit cooking, Bob says, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. Folks, it's real. This stuff is real. Could it be that millions of Americans are under a spell, tied up in a mental prison? Has there ever been a time in America when confusion reigned, when confusion has so reigned? How has a formerly Christian nation lost our ability to recognize truth? Bruce Jenner is a woman? Huh? 
Masks protect against COVID? Huh? Marriage is old-fashioned? Can't you see the foolishness of what people claim to believe? Could it be that they are spellbound? Wrapped up in a web of lies and deception? Designed by the evil one to keep individuals from recognizing and following the truth? Can't you see it in the daily chants of the media pumped into the minds of men 24-7? Russia, 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 COVID, 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 tranny, 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 racist, 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 gay, 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 global warming, global warming, global warming, insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. Hate, hate, hate. Be honest. Do you find yourself repeating these same chants? Do you? They call it programming for a reason. I'm going to show you that clip here in a minute. Our food is fake. News is fake. Science is fake. Medicine's fake. Actors are fake. Politicians are fake. Money is fake. Churches are fake. What's the solution? Simple. Jesus told us that we shall know the truth and the truth will make us free. There's no freedom in lies. Lies lead to bondage. Americans are hooked on lies. Good place, Benny, for an amen. Boom. They are the opposite of woke. Folks, do you understand this? Woke means asleep. They are asleep in the lies, spellbound by deception, incapable of recognizing and obeying the truth. Do you guys see this? Do you run into these kind of people? They Amen. say woke. They always lie. They're not woke. They're hypnotized. They're spellbound. You want to be free, America? Only returning to knowing, speaking, teaching and obeying the truth will set us free from the spell that has been cast over the minds of the people in this nation. Lies may make you feel better for a while, but we all know what that road to hell is paved with. Don't we? Republicans will not save this nation. Democrats will not save it either. As long as we're content with telling and teaching lies, we will never escape out of the snare of the devil. This stuff's all right out of the word, folks. Here's the good news. Millions are awakening every day. They are casting down imaginations. Those are spells. Imaginations are images in your mind, planted by the dark army, warring against the truth. Lions and tigers and bears are simply synonyms for lies, deception, and fear. Our job is to speak the truth. It is the only thing that will overcome the spell that has been cast on America. Even the Wizard of Oz lied when they said, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I say to you, pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Go back up. Go back up. I want you to play that two-minute clip in there, Spence. Where is that? Watch this two-minute The sharing. You want, to talk about pro- you want to talk about programming, bias, spell casting? I, hey, 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 chanting, chanting. Isn't that what they do? Don't they do chants? Mm, chants, chant. Mm, uh, mm, mm. Watch this. Of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. Chanting. Can't hear it there, Spence. Start again. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. More alarming, I'm sorry if you're listening. Can't see it. So I'm about to have a, even a Christian media controls the message. So Sinclair Media is buying into it, see? 
reaches 70% of U.S. households. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 We're not a democracy! Nothing says we value independent media like dozens of reporters forced to repeat the same message over and over again. That's it. That's it. Huh? Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Over and over and over again. And then somebody asked me this, or answered this for me. Why is it that every, I'm sorry, not every, you always get into trouble. Why is it that most of the mega churches follow the exact same pattern of church? Can, can I explain that to me? You could walk into 16 different mega churches and the service will just be the same. It'll be different songs. It'll be it'll be different message, but it'll be the exact same format in every one of them that you walk into. Does anybody think I'm crazy out there? Huh? Anybody think we're crazy? So what I'm trying to tell you is, remember, we're told in the book of Jude that evil men have crept in. They've crept in. What have they done? They've changed Christianity to, I'm looking for my book here, pagan Christianity. Everything being done in church has been paganized. And we don't even know why we're doing it. And as a result, we have lost our effectiveness of the gospel. So just real quickly, if you can for me, Spencer, pull up number, number, oh my goodness, where is it? Number three, pull up number three for me real quickly. This is out of Charisma Magazine. Oh, that even said Charisma, Charisma. Boy, that man has Charisma, right? We don't even know what that, we don't even know what that means. Six reasons why Christians are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Go all the way down. There's a lot I could read here, but just go down to the six reasons. Okay, here you go. Number one, because of religious tradition. There is no power in the American church unless it's drummed up and faked up. Bible says that these signs shall follow those that believe in my name. What shall I do? Well, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs will follow. But religious tradition has made it sensational. Come here for our our healing service. Can somebody say amen out there? Anybody? Because look, I'm trying to expose exactly the spell that we're under. Right? Amen. Amen. You ever you ever go into that church and they got smoke gone up in the air and the right music and set the atmosphere? Ooh, uh, it's just a different. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a different form of manipulation, folks. Oh, I feel the spirit. Which spirit? <laughs> Which spirit? Because according to what the Bible says, these signs are supposed to follow you wherever you go. These signs show up. You don't go someplace to get them. Number two, people are afraid of the supernatural. We're afraid of it. I could tell a story. In fact, I'll tell a story. We were in, we were in uh, Long Island, Steve Deck. You remember that, Steve? We were at Long Island. And John Ramirez had, did a teaching on spiritual warfare, casting out devils. And then what did he do? Why, he started casting out devils. And one manifested like you couldn't believe. And I'm going to tell you something. Are you there, Steve Deck? Are you there? Huh? Some yep, of those big time. Hey, Steve, what did those big time Christians do, Steve? What they did ran. they do? They ran. They ran. They left the room. I don't know where they went. Huh? Oh, yeah. You were there. I'm, I'm a witness to it. I, that was my first experience. And, and I just was an awestruck. I wasn't afraid. I just just soaked it in. To see what they what was really going on. That was my see, that, that woman laid right down in front of I, I, I didn't I didn't run. That lady laid right down on the floor right in front of me and manifested and Ramirez came in. Because why? Because these signs will follow those that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. First thing he said. And those big, I, I could tell you the names. They ran like little girls. We have a fear of the supernatural. No, no, hang on, hang on. We have a comfort. With the supernatural. We like to pet our demons. We like to tame our demons. Oh, I'm, a, I'm nailing it. I'm sorry. Okay, so what religious tradition tells you there is, you can't do that. No, no, you can't do that. And then we have fear of it because we've never seen it done. Hey, coach, would you pray for my son? Would you lay hands on my son and cast that devil out of my son? What? what, what, what? I, need to, I need to go to somebody who can do a deliverance. What? Why can't you? Why can't you do a deliverance? Pastor Timmy Toad says you've been out real. Amen? Because why? Because evil men crept in. I am ashamed that those signs don't follow me. I'm ashamed. 
I should cast out devils. I shall lay hands on the sick. I should see them recover. I shall speak in new tongues. I'm, I'm ashamed. They don't follow. Number three, dependence on logic and reason. You cannot logically explain the supernatural. And because we've been haven't been trained to think like Christ, have the mind of Christ, we want to try to reason it, find the logic in it. We can't even recognize a miracle when it occurs. Are you, you are looking at a miracle right now. Me, I'm a miracle. Say, what do you mean? Yes, I passed from death into life. I did. I can tell you the time when that, that whatever that thing was left me and that new man came inside me. That was the most supernatural moment of my life. And it's real. And some of you have had that. So, so in other words, yeah, you could be supernatural enough to get born again, but you, uh, you can't be supernatural enough to move beyond that. Just born again. Just in the boat. That, uh, I'm in the boat. That's as far. Come on. You don't have to say amen. That's as far as most pastors take us. Why? Well, we're seeing right here. Number four, they're fearful of talking to others about God. God bless you, Betty. Betty, you're coming out of your cave, aren't you, Betty? Five years ago, Betty, would you have stood on the street corner with a sign? No, no. How, how, how can God, how can God show up if you're ashamed of him? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. So there is no power of God unto salvation if you're ashamed of the gospel. And our problem in America is a gospel problem, not a political problem. But unfortunately, the gospel has to get in politics. Amen. Thank you, man. I was waiting for somebody to do that. Number five. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unresolved emotional wounds. Hey, how long are you going to continue to repeat and pet that wicked thing that happened to you 20 years ago? How long are you going to continue to? Talk about that, what the devil did to you. Why don't you talk about the newness in life, the new life that you have in Christ? Do you talk about it? I've prayed with many Christians who have endured sexual abuse, parental neglect, violence, divorce, and other forms of dysfunction in their relationship. Sometimes people can be so emotionally crippled by life that they can't open their heart to the Holy Spirit's transforming power. They want the Spirit to, they want the Spirit to heal them, but they must be lovingly coaxed out of their hiding places. Oh my goodness, this is so good. That is an amen. Amen. How about this in number six? Fear of full surrender. Hey folks, you're running into a lot of Christians who are here. This is where most of American Christendom is. Right here. Are you looking at me? There ain't no power in the church. Ain't no power. Wait a minute. You say, oh, coach, you got to come to mind, brother. The Holy Spirit flows in mind. Yeah, and it never leaves the damn church. It doesn't go with you when you go. Somehow it's in that church. If I can just get in that church there, right? Your pastors pray upon Oh, come on. Come on, you're grown up, aren't you? And then fear of full surrender. This is perhaps the most common reason why many followers of Jesus don't want to swim in the deeper waters of the Holy Spirit. First of all, if you, George, if you start talking about Jesus, 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 people are going to run away. Somebody say amen. Huh? As soon as you start doing, say amen. Hey, amen. Yeah, amen. I, I go to church. I go to church, but you're fanatical. I'm not bad. No. And huh? you're in all you do is talk about Jesus. That's right. All you do is talk about the Buckeyes. Are you tired of hearing about the Buckeyes? That's all you want to talk about. I want to talk about Jesus. Why? Because I'm fully devoted to him. That's why. Well, coach, every time you bring up Jesus, it just offends people. I don't care. Boom. I'm honoring, I'm honoring Boom. my king. I'm honoring my king. I don't care if you like it or not. See, we're afraid, right? The spirit-filled life requires a total surrender to God's will. We must be empty if we want to be filled with him. We must be able to say, not my will, but yours be done. Or else he cannot work in us. We must give God and unqualified. Yeah, so I want to go back. I want to stop right here again. Real quickly, real quickly. It's going to take a couple seconds. If your life has been turned up, down, upside down by the Holy Spirit, say me. Go now. Me. 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 Isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome? And they want to blame you. They want to blame you. Say you're listening to some cult, right? You're listening to this cult guy. Folks, have some of you, have you ever been closer to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit than since you've been in here? For what is this? 1,943 shows. 
It's a, there's an electricity here. Do you feel it? There's an electricity. Uh, that be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Huh? Why? I do my best every day to yield to the Holy Spirit. That's all. Ain't nothing special about me. I can walk away from here and cuss. I can walk away from here and get mad. I can walk away from here and kick the dog. I try not to. The Lord empowers me not to do that, but I can. See, here's the thing. I could be a hellion tomorrow. Ain't nothing. Hey, ain't nothing to doing that. I could start tomorrow. I could go to a bar, get drunk, start sleeping with other women. I, I could do that tomorrow. They can't be me. I can be them any day of the week. I just don't want to. Huh? What about the change? What about the change? Hmm. Boy, oh boy. Let me see here. Hmm. Play number four. No, no. Play number five first. This is what I feel. I'm going to open it up here. It's a flea flicker Thursday. Uh, uh, play number three. I don't, I don't, look, I don't approve of this, okay? I would never do this. But sometimes I sure would like to. So here are these people. They're praying on the street. And some guy shows up with a microphone. It's called jamming. Anybody been there on the street? They show up and they jam. And, 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 well, this guy's going to show up and do some jamming, right? Watch this brother give him the love of God. Go ahead. Here he comes. The panhandle ball. The banging bait. South Bad Moon. We looking for that fire. <laughs> oh, now they'll, now they'll start telling you I'm for violence, right? Huh? Sometimes I feel Bro. like doing that. Well, number four, play number four. Play number four, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up here. Golly. Boy, be, I, look, being a Christian is so fun. I love being a Christian. I love being one. I love being one. Huh? I just love it. Somebody sent me this. This is good. Go ahead. I can't hide myself I don't expect you to understand I just hope I can explain What it's like to be a man It's a lonely road And they don't care about what you know It's not about how you feel But what you provide inside that home This life can really beat you down You wanna scream but you won't make a sound Got so much weight that you've been holding But won't show any emotion As a man that goes unspoken That we can't cry when life gets hard Unconditional love for women, children and dogs We know that we just have to play our parts And don't nobody give a damn about our broken hearts Yeah, as a man we gotta pave our is to work and slave there's no respect for you if you ain't paid you're disregarded as a human and you can't complain and if you ever make it up and actually reach that place and find a woman that you love and give her your last name you'll feel the things that you provide is only why she stays and when you try to explain you'll say i can't hide myself I don't expect you to understand I just hope I can explain What it's like to be a man It's a lonely road And they don't care about what you know It's not about how you feel But what you provide inside that home Don't give up, keep fighting as a man, our son is our horizon And our father's actions play a role And we end up like them So they can't let us see them hurt Cause we'll embody what they do And start a generational curse No wonder most men are so depressed All the things that they can't express They go to war, get thrown on the shelf Then go back to war with their mental health Then grab that bottle and ask for help Try to pull themselves out of hell Then fall back down and then realize That they're gonna have to do with themselves It's the circle of life as a man 
That's why we feel we can't hide ourselves We don't expect you to understand We just hope we can explain What it's like to be Tough being a man. I don't. I don't know this guy. I don't recommend his stuff. But this. This is good. Can I tell you something? It's tough being a man. Tough being a man. And you know what else is tough? I was thinking about this yesterday. It's tough being a single mom. God, how tough must that be? The reason I say that is because our daughter took it up the ass last night. There it goes again. See, they just come in. They just come in. Those are demons, folks. That dude would love to get delivered, and he can't. Yep, amen. So, see, um, our daughter, you know, her husband's off getting flight training, right? Abby's a single mom. Four kids, a single mom. They're not divorced, just don't marry. But he's away getting flight training. And I watch every day how she struggles and how 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 tough it is. I know when the grandkids come down here, how much I'm worn out after about two hours. And 24-7, single moms go through that. Why do single moms go through that? We just saw why. We just saw why. There's more to it, man. There's so much more to it. I got so much more I want to share with you today. Let's get some of y'all in here. Who we got? Who we got ready to go here today? <clears throat> go ahead, George. You said something very important. You don't need to go to anybody to get delivered. That's right. If you do. You just like in the movie the Poltergeist, when uh, that old man's at the screen door with Carrie Ann standing inside there, open the door, open the door. And she didn't open the door because her mom distracted her. She called for name. If you go into a deliverance class, you open that door. And when you open that door, it's very. Hey, George, something happened to you, didn't it? Something life changing happened to you, didn't it, George? You better be. Can you, can you explain it to anybody, George? Do they understand it? Do they understand what happened to you? No. They think you're crazy, don't they, George? That's absolutely right, Coach. But Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they I, say, I, I, they say everybody every single day, all day. George. But anyway, Coach, I put in the chat about spiritual warfare. What? Hey, George, you know what people say? I'm not allowed to go to my mom and dad's house anymore. Hmm. People You're say, breaking up, uh, Coach. You got to say it again. We, I'm love, sorry. we love, we love Jesus too. We're just not fanatics like you, George. You're turning people off. <laughs> That's right. Huh? Right? How many times do you hear that? All right. Well, what voice do you think that is? That's Mister Lukewarm. You know him, don't you? Mister Lukewarm, the one the Lord said He was going to spew out of His mouth. Remember him? You guys know him, huh? Have you anybody out there met Mister Lukewarm? Revelation three sixteen. Yep. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you right out of his mouth. Lukewarm what? Lukewarm believer. Half in, half out. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing both sides of the fence. That's where most Christians are. That's most Christians. Is your pastor hated? Why ain't your pastor hated in town? Hey, Clint Harper, they're starting to hate you down there in Royston, buddy. Better be careful. Dale, they're going to hate you down there, dude. <laughs> yeah, you. they better hate you. That's why I said embrace the hate. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that they see you and me and they hate me. Why? Because you said in your word, don't worry about it. They hated you first. You said that. They hated you first. So when you're like him, they're going to hate you. But the church has told us that if you're like Jesus, you're going to show love. What? Where did where did this all happen to us? Mary Beth, come on in. Hang on a minute, Mary Beth. The Holy Spirit just told you about 30 seconds of truth. And you cannot shake yourself out of that paradigm that you can't yet, that you've got to love everybody. Look, loving everybody is speaking the truth. God is love. Jesus is truth. You are most loving when you speak the truth. And don't say speak the truth in love because speaking the truth is love. Go ahead, Mary Beth. Amen. 
Hey, I got a letter out of the blue from my sister last week because we had a family reunion, a family drunken reunion, and um, it was just out of the blue. She's not saved. So she said, well, while you're still trying to save my soul, I've been hearing stories about the horrible things you've been posting, evil, and certainly not Christ-like. I am not your friend, and I don't repeat you. Some of our family tolerate your presence. Just keep the peace. Not me. So I said... It is not me. It is Christ in me. Man is appointed once to die and then the judgment. I didn't write that. God did. You show me the post and you prove yourself, I told her. And I said, God waits for you to bow your knee to him. He is long-suffering, not wanting anyone to perish. His love for you is infinite, no matter what you've done. Repent and believe while there's still time. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus says they hate you because they hated me first. Take your time and read the word. God will open up his vast love for you. Do you believe that? You're getting older and your days are short. So really think about what you're saying. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Salvation is free. It's a gift, but you have to accept it. Those are his words, not mine. Much love, my sister, by blood and hopefully by being born again, as Nicodemus said in God's word. And she told me to shut up. Never message me again. I think you're a psychopath and extremely evil. You won't be able to message me any longer. She said, my mo- mom and dad will be so ashamed of you. And so she, anyway, I, I just said, go ahead and throw those darts because they're of the devil. You're a smart girl, but you really have to open God's word. The wisdom of man is as foolishness to God. I will never back down from that. Have you not figured that out yet? Open the Catholic Bible. It's all in there, Renee, because they're Catholic. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's my spiel. Well, uh, Congratulations. Bible says you're okay. going to be hated. It's going to be your family is going to turn again. Look, do you do you really understand yep. it? Yep. Do you really understand it? Now I would imagine this, Mary Beth. They probably think they're they're Christian, right? They're Christian. They got it right. You're a fanatic. You're judgmental and hateful, right? That, that's what it is. Love everybody. Tolerant, folks. You looking at me? Tolerance is not a biblical value. Mm-hmm. It's not a biblical value have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That's not tolerance. That's the exact opposite, see. But again, tolerance, diversity has crept into the church. So how many times do you drive down the road and see a sign that says, everybody welcome? Wow. Everybody's welcome? You're going to, you're going to, wait a minute. Is everybody welcome at Walmart, or did you have to have a mask on? Did they let everybody come in? Was everybody welcome there? Was everybody welcome at your doctor's office, or did you have to go there? Was everybody welcome at your business, or did you have to get a jab? But everybody's welcome at the church, right? Everybody's welcome? Really? Mm. Church is available, but the church is for believers. If you think that the purpose of the church is to get people saved, then you've missed the Great Commission. Because the Great Commission was to you to go. You go, not you to bring them, you to go. Teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. Why? Because they are going to hate you. Amen. We make make church so appealing to everybody. It's a love boat, not a battleship. No wonder we're in the mess that we're in. Kevin, come on in. Uh, well, I was just thinking they could hang a sign like that right outside the gates of hell. Hey, everybody's welcome. Come Amen. on. <laughs> That's it, buddy. That's where we are, right? Everybody welcome. Come on in here. Pollute the place for us, will you? Please drag your sin in here for you. Will you pollute the rest of us? Please do that. Hmm? Oh, my goodness. Myra. Yes, Coach. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth, in agreement with the testimony of George, Mary Beth, and Kevin. Uh, Spencer, I will be reading Ephesians 5:14 through 16. Thank you. You're awesome, Spencer. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you 
delight. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Hallelujah. Amen. The days are evil. Do me a favor, uh, Spence. This just came out of nowhere. But look, now's a good time. Now's a good Amen. time. Because, look, folks, I don't know if you've picked up on this. I'm trying to check our language. I'm trying to check our language. Are, are you with me, friends? I'm trying to point out things that we do and we say that we should. Yeah. We're going to give account for every idle word, it says, right? Amen. And you shouldn't, with the authority of God, just say things. Now, I'm going to show you this. Now, they've taught us in church that you're supposed to. Supposed to. I said to my wife yesterday, I said, you're the most beautiful 67-year-old woman I know, or something to that effect. And she, she kind of blushed. She said, she didn't say, but flattery will get you everywhere, right? Uh, I wasn't flattering. I wasn't flattering her. I wasn't lying to her. I don't know a more beautiful 67-year-old than my wife, although they're probably out there. I don't know one, right? I don't know one. Not one that just walks around, cleans the house. Oh, yeah, those girls that they put on the internet and they, they give them plants and face. Yeah, I get it. I get it, right? Right? But I want to I want to caution all of us because I think it really, I just, put, look up for the word, Spencer. Go to Webster's and look up flattery. Look up flattery. You are just the sweetest person I ever met. That's a lie. Flattery is false praise. Condemnation bestowed for the commendation bestowed for the purpose of gaining favor and influence or to accomplish some person. Simple pride or flattery makes demands. Just praise is only that, but flattery is a present. So flattery is saying, as I've said, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just telling you, we have to be careful what comes out of your, our mouth. All right. And so I shouldn't say, oh, Steve Deck, he is the finest Christian I know just to gain favor with Steve Deck. He is a fine Christian, but Steve, I don't think you're the finest one. I'm sorry, I'm not, you're never going to hear me say that. Now, I might say, Steve, you're the best construction guy I know. That's not flattery, that's the truth, right? But to tell people they're beautiful when they're not, right? Is anybody, are you with me? I'm not trying to make, I'm, I'm telling you, our words matter, friends. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And flattery, what's the Bible say about flattery? And by, do that search real quick, Spencer. What does the Bible say about flattery? And, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. He that speaketh flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children shall fail. To keep thee from evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Flattery, flattery, saying things that are not true. It's a form of lying. I'm not talking about complimenting some. I'm not. It's not the same, right? Huh? For you to come on and oh, say, Coach Dave, you are the you are the best. You have the best program in the world. Well, you may believe I don't have the best program in the world. Why would you why would you say that to me? Now you could say, Coach Dave, I really enjoy your program. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Coach Dave, Coach, uh, what are you anybody, pick, anybody picking up what I'm laying down here? Anybody picking up what I'm saying? I'm I'm dead serious about it. We constantly say things that are not true. Amen. We gotta stop it. We have to stop it. George, come on back in. Am I making people mad? Is that why nobody's talking here today? And coach, I've seen it my whole life. The people that get flattered are the people with the most money. The rich people get right. flattered, don't they? The important right, people get flattered. Huh? I, I'm going to use this example because Ohio Brett won't mind. Ohio Brett offended somebody because he continued to call her a stud. Now, in, in, in uh, Brett's vernacular, that's a compliment. Oh, she's a stud. She's a stud. She didn't take it as a stud. She didn't want, she didn't want to be a stud. Right, Brett? Brett came in. You know what I'm talking about, Brett? That, that's right. And then I got correction, and then I quit. And you've coached me up, too, because I've used that, uh, especially in interviews, or you try to make them feel good in a quick interview. 
But because of your coaching, now I'm aware of it all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't go away but hurt. I said, thank you. Because the worst thing in the world being a player is if a coach never talks to you. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, right? So flattery, we've all seen it in action, haven't we? You've seen, you've seen people. Can you imagine how people act when they get to finally get to meet Miley Cyrus? Oh, they, right? oh that's flattery. That's wicked, wicked. What? Are you looking at me? I have an amazing gift. I have an amazing gift. But it's a gift. Not me. It's a gift. I'm exercising a gift. Stop flattering me to try to get favors. I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I'm just, that's life, isn't it? Isn't that life? Think, of, man, if I just be nice to him, maybe he'll do this for me. Maybe, he'll, Folks, that is, that is, that's a corrupt heart. It's a corrupt heart. Johnny B, come on in. Johnny, Johnny, you're the best Christian I know down there in JS, Mississippi. Well, um, Coach, there's a guy at work that uh, he would always go around calling everybody player. And one day he called me player. And I said, I looked at him. I said, are you calling me a whoremonger? (laughs) Also, I noticed a lot of people will say amen. And I looked up the meaning of the word amen. And it says, so be it. And sometimes uh, I hear people say amen. So be it. When we should say, well, that's the truth, but uh, I don't know if I would say amen to that. Uh, uh, Johnny, you caught me there, brother. You caught me. Because I use amen as as a form of agreement, and I shouldn't do that, should I? Amen means so be it. So if somebody says to me, boy, is that guy ever getting a big belly? And I say amen. Oh, I'm saying so be it. Uh, I don't want him to have a big belly. So I shouldn't say amen. I should say, yeah, he is. Thanks, Johnny. That's true. Huh? Always coaching, man. Always coaching. I received that, Johnny. I'm going to quit doing it. Thanks, man. Thanks. Tim Tubra. Mary Beth, did you want to come back in because your hand's still up? Go ahead, Tim. I do. So uh, I I played Little League when I was in school. I played in high school. Then I went off and played in college. Now, here's the funny thing about that. A lot of Christians are still playing Little League. They haven't mm. played high school ball yet. They haven't played college ball. So they don't even know how to pray. They don't know how to witness. That's why I tell everybody, if the devil can keep the gospel away from sinners, he wins. And if you keep Romans chapter 6 out of the church, he wins. Mm. And it's time we start to play and move up to in the stature a little bit, right? Because yes. it's easy to play and talk about Little League games. Oh, I play Little League. But the moment you move up, you get your butt kicked. So Christians, get what? You're going to get your butt kicked. So why not grow up and enjoy it? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Rather than amen. Because I, I was going to say amen, which means so be it, right? So, gee, Tim, thanks for being the finest pastor out there in Oregon. Somebody smack me in the mouth. We don't know if he is. We don't know if he's one of the finest pastors, right? Let's pay the spectrum. Hey, Hey, Tim, thanks for being one of the finest pastors. I live with that. I can live with that. You, folks, do you understand where we're going? Yeah, yeah but I'm one of the best looking. Uh, so be it. So be it, Tim. So be it. That means, that means uh, keep after it. Maybe you'll get there. Mary Beth. I just want to defend Myra because um, in her heart to – uh, maybe to her, she finds beauty in every one of us. So. I, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. That's it. It's, it's good. It's a good quality. I'm look. I'm not being critical of Myra. I'm not. No, I I know you're not. But yeah. I'm just saying, you know, flatter. Sometimes it's not necessarily vain flattery. That's right. So you know what I say to somebody? I said, Hey, Mark Trump, I appreciate you. Hey, Brett, I appreciate you. I'm never going to say, Brett, you're the greatest at this. You're the greatest. Because I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm not going to flatter you. Hey, I appreciate you, though, Brett. Hey, Johnny B, I appreciate you. Tim, I appreciate you. Hey, Tracy, I sure appreciate you. I appreciate the work you're doing. Hey, Tracy, well, you're the best. You're the best ever down there in that, in that Buffalo area. There ain't never been one. No, I'm not going to say that. I don't know that, right? But daggone, Tracy, I appreciate you. Jeff Nell, come on in. 
I'm the only one in Buffalo. <laughs> so I can say it then, huh? A great yeah. subject, great subject, Coach. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slay of men and coming craftedness, whereby they lie in the wait to deceive. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to end on a high note here, I think. Hey, pull up a, the email that says, don't eat pork. I love pork chops. I love bacon. I love pork. Love it. And I'm not, I'm not here. Look, I'm not here to argue the dietary laws. Okay, please, please. It's not even about that. It isn't about that. I love pork rinds. Oh, I love pork rinds. But I saw those problems with pork. We're going to go real quickly here, and then I'll put it in the chat. Pig's a real garbage gut. It'll eat anything, including urine, excrement, dirt, decaying animals, flesh, maggots. They will even eat the cankerous gross off of other pigs. Number two, the meat and fat of a pig absorbs toxins like a sponge. The meat can be 30 times more toxic than beef or venison. Three, when eating beef or venison, it takes eight to nine hours to digest the meat. So what little toxins are in the meat are slowly put into our system. It can be filtered by the liver. But when pork is eaten, it takes only eight, four hours to digest the meat. We thus get a much higher level of toxins in a much shorter time. Number four, unlike other mammals, the pig doesn't sweat. Perspiration is a means of cleaning your body up, removes toxins. Since the pig doesn't sweat, the toxins remain within his body. Number five, pigs are so poisonous that you can hardly kill them with this strychnine or other poisons. Number six, farmers will often pin up pigs with a rattlesnake nest because the pigs will eat the snakes. And if bitten, they will not be harmed by the venom. Number seven, when a pig is butchered, worms and insects take it to its flesh sooner and faster than other animals. In a few days, the swine flesh is full of worms. Swine have over a dozen parasites within them, such as tapeworms, flukes, worms, and trichinae. There's no safe temperature at which pork can be cooked to ensure that all these parasites, their cysts, and their eggs will be killed. Number nine, pig meat has twice as much fat as beef. A three-ounce T-bone steak contains 8.5 grams of fat. A three-ounce pork chop contains 18 grams of fat. A three-ounce rib has 1.1 grams of fat. A three-ounce pork spare rib has 23.2 grams of fat. Cows have a complex digestive system, having four stomachs. It thus takes cows 24 hours to digest their vegetarian diet, causing causing its food to be purified of toxins. In contrast, the swine's one stomach takes only about four hours to digest its foul diet, turning its toxic food into flesh. 11, the swine carries about 30 diseases which can be easily passed to humans. This is why God commanded that we're not to even touch their carcass. 12, the trichnine worm of the swine is microscopically small. Once ingested, it can lodge itself in our intestines, muscles, spinal cord, or brain. It results in the disease of trichinosis. The symptoms are sometimes lacking, but when present, they are mistaken for other diseases such as typhoid, arthritis, rheumatism, gastritis, MS, meningitis, gallbladder trouble, or acute alcoholism. And 13, the pig is so poisonous and filthy that God had to prepare it its own sewer line or canal running down each leg with an outlet into the bottom of the foot. And out of those holes oozes pus and filth. Its body cannot pass into its system fast enough. In short, God knew exactly what he was talking about 3,500 years ago. Hope I didn't scare you off of pork. <laughs> But boy, I thought, ooh. You did. <laughs> you doesn't did. Really, huh? Doesn't really taste that good. Is it really worth it? Huh? It's a scavenger. Yep, yep. That's why, look, that's why it's called a bottom feeder, right? Pig, pigs are bottom feeder. Sh- uh, shrimp, bottom feeders. Lobsters, bottom feeders. Snails, bottom feeders, right? So let's pray that uh, maybe in today, well, by the way, they're putting so much in our food anyway, right? There's probably worse stuff going into our processed food than what's in the pig. But I just thought that was interesting is why the Lord told us. Remember, they told us that we're going to eat bugs and we're going to be perfectly happy. Hey, sorry, didn't mean to offend anybody. Don't care if I did. was not my purpose. Tried to coach you. I just pray that you receive it in the spirit that I brought everything today, right? 
woke up and had me a pork chop, some bacon. Put some bacon gravy on top of it and finish off with some pork rinds. See you tomorrow.